Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys. Quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. My guest on today's episode is a fellow named Daryl Edwards, and I recently described him to a friend of mine as one of the strongest and most physically capable people I have ever met, who also just happens to shun going to the gym, lifting weights, or any other narrow view of exercise. Are you intrigued? Well, you should be. Now, Daryl is a former investment banking technologist turned movement coach and author. He is the founder of the Primal Play Method and a physical activity health and play researcher. His Primal Play Method fuses evolutionary biology with the science of physical activity and play psychology. And like me, Daryl has dedicated himself to inspiring humans, regardless of age, ability, or disability, to transform their health by making physical activity fun and engaging. His work has been featured on documentaries, TV, radio, podcasts, and international press. Daryl is the author of the best-selling book, Animal Moves, and has released a range of fun fitness cards, which we'll talk about later, for adults, juniors, infants, office workers, and fitness professionals called the Animal Moves Decks. He regularly presents as a keynote speaker at events worldwide, and his April 2019 TED Talk, Why Working Out Isn't Working Out, has now been viewed over 800,000 times. And I'll put links to all of those things in the show notes, along with a transcript of the conversation I had with Daryl Edwards. Now, I recall you actually saying the words, I hate exercising at the beginning of your keynote presentation at a health and wellness conference that we were both at a few years ago. Now, there was an audible gasp from the audience, or at least from me. So why do you say that you hate exercising? Yeah, I, well, I, I feel that exercise being a relatively modern construct, mm -hmm. you know, so, so exercise was only developed to cater for the lack of physical activity that would, would come up by our normal day-to-day -day activities. So we became more sedentary from a hunter-gatherer populations to agriculturalists to factory workers to you know, a decrease in manual labor. And with that decline, there's been a greater desire to incorporate physical activities such as exercise 
as a sub- supplement, as a substitute, as a proxy yeah. for the lack of physical activity that we get throughout our normal daily lives. And so because of that, because there isn't a driver to move based on our occupation necessarily, it means we have to almost create the will <laughs> to and a habit to perform physical activity like exercise. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I suppose to myself, I recognized that we shouldn't feel guilty about not wanting to exercise because it goes against the grain. Mm. It isn't natural for humans to exercise. Mm. It, it, it isn't at all. <laughs> we have to create a desire, a want, an excuse in order to do so. And if those excuses don't satisfy you, i.e. get into shape, get fit, raise money for charity, sign up to a gym and, and, and make sure you can keep going. If those things don't keep you going, what do you do? <laughs> well, I bet uh, a whole bunch of my listeners just breathed a sigh of relief when they heard you say that we can basically give ourselves permission to not enjoy exercise because it's not natural. So, okay, given that it's not a natural thing to do, I know you've come up with something that feels a little more natural and, yes. and fun too, right? Yeah, the primal play method is is really a, a combination of evolutionary biology. So it's our, our biological driver to move. Mm-hmm. It also uses exercise science to validate the benefits, the health benefits, both physical, mental, emotional health, uh, benefits of physical activity and exercise. But recognizing that it is medicine, it, it is healthful, but also recognizing that for many people, the, the medicine is too bitter to swallow. It's too bitter a pill. Right. I use play theory, play psychology to make movement more palatable, more acceptable, more desirable. So for reference, when we look at children, children don't love exercise, <laughs> no. but they certainly love movement. Right. They love exploration. They love to, to, um, they love to experience the world around them through movement. Hmm. You know, they want to play chase. They want to climb. They want to piggyback carry their, their, their siblings. They want to crawl over dad. <laughs> they want to, you know, they want to climb trees. They, they want to explore what they're capable of with movement and how they can interact with the world around them through movement. And most of that happens through play, not through being told what to do, mm. not through sets and reps right. and times and durations. It's through, you know what? I want to have some fun. I want to see what I'm capable of. Yeah. And that's what I felt was missing for my experience with movement is I was no longer embracing my inner child. And by doing so, I... I actually enjoyed the entire process of engaging with movement. So I wasn't using play to dumb down the activities, to dumb down the exertion, to, to, to make it less serious. You know, there's nothing more serious in a child that play when they're completely immersed in play. <laughs> right. There was nothing more important in the world than what they're doing. And they rarely choose the easy options. They want the most difficult, most challenging, usually riskiest of pursuits <laughs> right. Right. that they're permitted to do, <laughs> right? Or, or even that they're not permitted to do, but yeah. that's what they want. That's what they're driven, driven towards. And I realized I wanted that again as an adult. I wanted to explore what I could do, what I couldn't do, mm. what, um, what was really interesting about the limitations that I have and embracing those 
as well as exploiting the strengths that I have. It, it was a miraculous transformation for me individually. And then I recognized that many other human beings feel exactly the same way. Mm. Because just like our DNA tells us to conserve energy, it also tells us to be explorative, to play, to engage with other human beings mm. as, as social, you know, maintain that social dynamic, communicate and express yourself through movement. Those are equally as important for us as human beings. Mm. So that was why I created the Primal Play Method to kind of explore that for myself, to give myself more opportunities to move and to ensure that I could enjoy the process just as much as the end result. Mm. And for me, that's what made a difference in, in my own life. Um, and then recognizing I wasn't the only person because of course, initially I was like, am I the only person who, who will, could thrive by doing this? Mm. And, and fortunately there was an audience there were people telling me, oh my goodness, you're the first person I've heard express exactly how I feel. And I no longer need to feel guilty. Mm. And it isn't just about willpower. It's a, it's about in the joy of movement. And that's what the Primal Play Method is about. Right. Yeah, that's so good. You know, I actually had a couple of opportunities to be part of your playouts in person, and I totally loved it. And uh, just as a couple of examples of what uh, Daryl does in these playouts, one of the exercises I remember was that we partnered up with another person in our group, and we did like slow motion kung fu fighting on each other, and then uh, and then we basically had like a tug of war basically, um, where one person tries to stand still in place and the other person tries to pull or knock them over. And, you know, the thing that I remember most is, well, first of all, how exhausted I was by the end of the slow motion uh, kung fu fighting. It was really hard. It takes a lot of energy. But the other thing I remember is all the laughter that ensued. Mm, mm. Okay, can you give us a couple more examples of primal play? Just just so people at home understand what it means. Yeah, so another game uh, that we played, we certainly played back then, was something I call Primal Play Tag, um, which is basically like a, a close quarter game of tag or catch or it. I mean, it, it's a universal, whatever you, your listeners call it, we all know what that game is. We've, we've all played it as kids. And so I, I created a version which is it's almost easier to play than when we were truly kids and we could run all over the place and chase each other for miles mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and never fatigue. I, I never remember getting tired when I was a kid. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course we did, but you know, yeah. but you know, we, we, there was this, you know, almost like infinite supply of energy available to us mm -hmm. because we were just in that, in that sort of state, that flow state, that wonderful state of joy where everything else was secondary. Mm. And laughter, as you mentioned, laughter is also really important. So just adding laughter to your physical activity significantly increases the, the amount of calories burnt, hmm. which, is, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, and it's an, it's an inordinate, uh, you know, a significant increase. It's like, you know, almost exponential increase in exertion just by adding laughter to an act activity. There's lots of research on comparing stationary bike for 10 minutes and people watching a comedy show for 10 minutes and you actually burn more calories <laughs> watching a comedy show and laughing for 10 minutes than you do if you're on a stationary bike wow. moderate intensity pretty fascinating right. so Im imagine when you combine you know exercise or physical activity with laughter um, when you can when you revert from working out to playing out mm. 
your it's like a superset almost it's a it's a an additional layer of benefit that you don't get from working out alone so i don't want people to see playing out as just a okay i'm going to swap playing out for working out because i just want to have a bit of fun mm. actually there were all there's a wrapper of of all of these other benefits increased serotonin a better dopamine response more endorphins released earlier mm. So rather than thinking initially, you know, we all know this feeling. When you start going for a run, if you're a runner, the first few minutes are really uncomfortable. Even yeah, for, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it always it always sucks. Your body's going, what the heck are you doing to yourself? <laughs> all these different energy systems that you're passing through in order to get to this efficient way of, okay, now I can run for a good long run and now, now I can start to feel better about it. But when you're playing, you don't have this, oh my gosh, what the heck is happening to me? Hmm. <laughs> you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. You're like, actually, this is really fun. I'm enjoying this. And part of it is because you're getting flooded with endorphins. Mm. So you're not feeling a, the physical discomfort in, in the way that you would do if you're working out. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, I want to pick up on something that you said that I really appreciate. Yes. Um, you brought up the idea that this is not an either or sort of situation. It's not necessarily, I'm going to replace my workouts with only play. I mean, if you enjoy workouts like, like I do, then this is something you can actually supplement your workouts with. Yes. Now, okay, you've also got a best-selling book called Animal Moves, and you also have these playing card decks to help keep people moving. Now, I really enjoy the challenge of moving like an animal, but for those out there who haven't seen or tried this yet, can you please tell us a little bit more about the animal moves? Yeah, yeah. So so basically, it's it's just about acknowledging the fact that we're animals. <laughs> Wait, what? That we, we have, yeah, we, you know, quite quite novel, quite a novel uh, <laughs> right, yeah. idea, but Crazy. yeah, we're, we're animals and, and we have certain capabilities, all of us regardless of, our, of the limitations we may have, we all have a, a, a movement capability that we should be exploring. Mm. And by referencing the animal kingdom, we become aware that 
human beings are generalists of movement. Mm. We don't excel in many areas when it comes to the rest of the animal kingdom. Mm. We're not very strong, for example. If we compare ourselves to an, an ant, an ant can lift up to a thousand times their body weight. Right. You know, <laughs> so kind of strength to size ratio, they're far stronger than we are. You know, the cheetah is a lot faster than Usain Bolt. Mm -hmm. Even sheep, some sheep can outrun Usain Bolt, which is pretty, pretty incredible, <laughs> really? right? So, so once you start thinking about all the animal kingdom and their capabilities, we can focus on mimicking the animal kingdom. And, and again, children do this naturally. They, they crawl like bears. They mm. pretend to, to, to jump like kangaroos. They pretend to hop like rabbits. They stand on one leg and pretend to be like a crane. You know, they, they're not told to do this. It's, it's instinctive because they observe the world around them and they want to mimic it. Mm. And I recognize, again, as an adult accessing my inner child, that if I move more like the animal that I am and I use the world around me for inspiration, I'm going to be, become a better human. Mm. My physical literacy right. is going to improve. My, my mobility is going to be improving. My strength is going to improve. My speed and power and endurance and balance and coordination and agility, all these things that we want from fitness can come about by becoming more human. Hmm. There we go. So that was the reason for the book. And the Animal Moves Cards, fitness cards, was about taking that concept of the book, which is very structured, you know, it's got a 28-day program, into something that's more random, even more playful. You're at your desk, you've got a deck of fitness cards, you pick a card, you do a movement snack hmm. for 20 seconds, then you get back to work. And you, you don't know what's coming next. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. I've got the crocodile walk. Let me give that a, let me give that a whirl. <laughs> and then you pick your next <laughs> card. So, so, so yes, it's, it's really important that we, we think about ourselves and expand the repertoire of movement that we take part in. We're not just, you know, bipedal creatures that are great at walking and running and that's all we should do. You know, we're not just creatures that can lift and carry. So we should just spend time in the gym lifting heavy weights there is, I mean, it's such a broad smorgasbord of movement opportunities available hmm. that we don't access because we don't feel as if it's something that we should be doing or can do. So the Animal Moves book gives you permission to explore your movement capability. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the moves are tricky too and, and challenging. And you recently actually put a video on Instagram. I believe it was the uh, squat to crab walk. And after I saw that video, I did a few of those and I was sweating pretty hard quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, but it isn't just some silly, inconsequential kind of movement. This is the kind of thing that can build some serious muscle and you can build some serious coordination. Like you said, stability, balance, all of that stuff from doing these fun animal moves. And it doesn't yeah. take a lot of space either. I'd love that. You actually, you know, you, you do your videos in what looks like your, your kitchen. Yes. It's yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's right in my kitchen. Don't have much free space. And I, I think the best, you know, certainly one takeaway is just know that your gym is wherever you are. That's that, that for me is the best way of thinking about my gym. I, I even term it my playground. I, I rarely use the term gym. I think about the world around me is my playground, which means I can just play in all of these different spaces, whether that's an actual gym, my kitchen, my back garden, local park. And I would also say that the best equipment we have is ourselves. Hmm. You know, again, that was 
for me, that was a, a significant shift in my attitude. You know, instead of chasing equipment and the latest and greatest in tech and gadget, it's like, hold on a second. You know, m- millions of years of evolution have led to me being here today. <laughs> and why aren't I exploring more of what has already been crafted for me? What, what nature's provided for me? Why aren't I accessing more of that rather than chasing something which may not be accessible for me? So, hmm. so yeah, the world around you is your gym and or your playground even better and you are the best equipment you own so utilize it Mm. utilize it when you can right okay as always i like to make sure that my guests leave my listeners with some solid actionable tips so what are your three favorite tips to share with people who want to increase their fitness and their well-being through movement i guess we could kind of start with what do you do so as often as I can, I get out of my chair. I do a bit of movement, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. You know, instead of taking the lift or ele- um, elevators, I take the stairs when I can. I walk more than I normally would. I walk briskly more so than I normally would. So every opportunity that I have to move a little bit more, to break up sedentary time, makes a difference. And so there's lots of research supporting this idea of if you spend 30 minutes at the end of your day, working out, even vigorous intensity, pretty hardcore workout, or you spend 30 minutes throughout the day doing 10 seconds, 20 seconds here and there, breaking up every 20 minutes of sitting time, there are more health benefits by breaking up sedentary time with, with insignificant durations of movement than stacking it all up towards the end of the day and getting that killer workout in. Right. Yes. So movement snacking is great. Um, secondly, is is really yeah. I've already. I'm going to re-emphasize what has always already been said. The second is the world is your playground. Mm. Seek out as many opportunities to move as you can. Is the second, and the third is think of yourself as a superhero. Mm. And I and I don't mean this as, as a as a cliche. I mean this in the sense of I, I use Superman as an example. Superman, with all his abilities, has significant weaknesses. Mm. Lois Lane is one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he, his care for humanity is another. But he has he has this one which he can't do anything about, which is kryptonite. Mm. So the strongest being in the universe, fictional universe, mm-hmm. as yeah. Superman, can die from brief exposure to kryptonite, right? right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> all of us have flaws. All of us have mobility issues. All of us have different reasons as to why we can't achieve particular objectives but if you think about the superhero you then you do there's so many things you can do there are so many things you're amazing you're amazing at that are easier for you to do Mm. so embrace your superhero be comfortable with the fact that you can't be great at everything and recognize that you may have some kryptonites that you can only just avoid Mm. you know don't waste your time with kryptonites focus on your strengths because that's that will get you further uh, and 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 mm. you know further in your fitness and health pursuits mm. minimize your weaknesses whatever they may be and avoid your kryptonite so mm. for me my kryptonite is my chair playing my xbox all day <laughs> <laughs> that's my <laughs> so i have i have to do a lot of work to say you know my xbox comes out once in the blue moon because mm. otherwise you won't see me. you i wouldn't be on this podcast now bro that's for sure i'll be too busy uh play hamming it up on on the xbox nice so yeah so those are the those are the three takeaways Uh, you know minimize sedentary time Mm. 
create as many opportunities of movement as possible because the world is your gym mm. or your playground. And, and thirdly, focus on your inner superhero and, and you know, have fun with, with your abilities. <laughs> have fun with your capabilities. Perfect. Daryl, thanks so much for coming on the Get Fit Guy podcast. It was really great to chat with you again. And I know my audience is really going to enjoy your message and, and all your videos and books and everything. Oh, cheers. Thank you so much. You've been a great host, Brock. I really appreciate it. Okay. And remember, you can find Daryl at primalplay.com or facebook.com slash fitness explorer or instagram.com slash fitness explorer or twitter.com slash fitness explorer are you seeing a pattern here and linkedin.com slash fitness explorer so thanks daryl this has been a great conversation and i know everybody's got some real homework to do so my name is brock armstrong i'm the get fit guy asking you what are you waiting for get out there and play Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.